Testament Setting Podcast. My name is Dr. Benjamin Browning, and I am your host. As we get started, I just want to remind you what we've talked about in the last couple of episodes. About two episodes ago, we talked about the Pharisees, and we talked about the different beliefs that they had and the different political ways that that influenced them in terms of their politics and other things. And we also talked about the Sadducees and about where their power base is and the types of things that the Sadducees believed. But one thing that you've probably learned from both of those is that Judaism is not a monolith. Jews believed different things in the time of Jesus. And today we're going to learn about another group in ancient Judaism called the Essenes. The Essenes are a difficult group to talk about because in some ways we have more information about the Essenes than any other group. Now, that's debatable. We do have a lot of information about the Pharisees. But the Essenes are unique in that most scholars would say the Dead Sea Scrolls are from a group of Essenes. So if you don't know what the Dead Sea Scrolls are, the Dead Sea Scrolls is a collection of scrolls. It's like a library of ancient scrolls that were found in some caves around this community in the area of Qumran, often called the Qumran community. Now, there are just mountains of Hebrew and Aramaic and even Greek manuscripts, sometimes of biblical texts, but often of other types of non-biblical texts that tell us about how this community lived or the kind of things that the community thought about the world. And most scholars would say that this community, the Qumran community, is a group of Essenes. So if that's true, and I think it is, if that's true, then we have more information about the Essenes really than anybody else. But also, we don't just get information about the Essenes from the Dead Sea Scrolls. We also get information about the Essenes from Josephus and Philo. Those are two good sources to look to. And sometimes they disagree about specifics concerning them. So what are the basic things that we know about the Essenes? And why does that matter for us when we think about biblical studies? Well, the basic things we know about the Essenes is that the Essenes are a group of of Jewish people that believe that the temple practices have been corrupted. Now, it's probable that this happened, in their view, around the time that you see the kingship and the high priesthood being merged during the Maccabean period. And this view that they have makes them feel like, hey, um, you're not supposed to biblically have the kingship and the priesthood merged. Therefore, the priesthood has been contaminated. So what you see is you see the Essenes start to separate themselves out from the rest of Judaism and start to create their own practice that is almost like a temple in exile. And with this context in mind, you have interesting practices that go with this identity 
as the true Judaism in exile from the temple. Uh, one of the important practices that you see is an emphasis on ritual washings. Now, these ritual washings would be by water, where members of the community, community would wash themselves in water, and that would have an idea of a ritual cleansing um, before God, to keep themselves ritually pure before God um, really all the time. This was not a one-time practice, but a practice that happened repeatedly over and over again. Very similar to what we tend to think of in terms of a baptism, which I'll get into more here in a minute. Another really interesting focus of the Essenes, the Kumaran community, was an eschatological focus. And, and what that means is this idea that God is going to do something, that God is going to break into his creation and bring an end uh, to that creation in a climactic way. Again, this idea is not unique to the Essenes in any way, um, but it is unique in the fact that they latch on to a passage referring to a voice crying out in the wilderness, making straight the paths of the Lord, making straight the way of the Lord. And they look at themselves, they look at their community as that group that is making straight the path of the Lord. They view their community, in a sense, as the forerunner for or for God's work to happen. Now, they didn't just exist in this remote area around the Dead Sea, um, which is where we found the Qumran community. It does seem like there were, that they were spread out. There were other groups of Essenes around. We just happened to have found this one. And even that we would have Essenes actually in Jerusalem. But how does that impact us? Why is it that when we think about the Essenes, it's this group of people who has separated themselves from the rest of ancient Judaism, who view temple practices as being corrupted. How is that important for us when we look at the New Testament? Well, that's where it's important for us to look at the region where they had all this influence, and that's in the area around the Dead Sea, and more generally around the Judean wilderness. So, the Judean wilderness, the Dead Sea, that whole area. Why is that important? Now, if you are someone who is a student of the Gospels, and particularly the beginning part of the Gospels, then maybe you're understanding why this is important. And that is because the ministry of John the Baptist took place primarily in the Judean wilderness, around the Jordan River, and not far from the Dead Sea. Now, you'll also notice, not only does John the Baptist have a ministry in the same region, not too far from the Qumran community, or the Essenes, you'll also notice that John the Baptist had some similar practices. One practice that's very similar, is that John the Baptist lived a lifestyle that was what we'd call ascetic. He was separated from the world. Now, granted, his lifestyle was different 
than that of the Essenes, but still it's set apart and it's ascetic. Um, so that has led some people to draw a connection. Now, another thing, and this would be probably one of the biggest things, is the emphasis that John the Baptist had on, well, baptism. You know, to baptize means to immerse or to dip. And John the Baptist, or more appropriately, John the Baptizer, his ministry was centered around baptizing or immersing people in the Judean wilderness. Again, a lot of similarities to the Qumran community. Now, again, there are differences in that the Qumran community baptized people for ritual purposes on a regular basis, where John the Baptist baptized people as a commitment to repent of their sins, and he only did it once. This did not seem to be a routine thing, but rather a a sign of their outward and their inward repentance and commitment to God in order to make the path straight for God's coming, for God stepping in. And now that is probably one of our other big points here. That passage of making the way straight for God in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, you see the Qumran community really emphasizing that passage. They view themselves as going into the wilderness as a community in order to make the path straight for the Lord. They see themselves as a community acting out that passage, going into the wilderness as a community, and through their practice, making the way straight for the Lord. Now, John sees himself personally as a voice crying out in the wilderness. Now, there's some translation issues of if you use more of a Greek text or if you use more of a Hebrew text, there's some translation issues there. But he sees himself as a voice crying out in the wilderness, making the way straight for the Lord. So just to recap, let's think about a couple of things. We have one, John the Baptist and the Qumran community share an ascetic lifestyle. It's different, but not too different. They share the similarity of a form of ritual washing. Again, they do it differently, but still, it's very similar when you think about it. And then they share a key verse, and that is Isaiah 40, verse 3. So these things together have led many scholars to say that John is in some way connected to the Qumran community. Now, these scholars would not say that John um, was a part of the Qumran community at the time that he was doing his ministry. There are things that are just so different that if he was part of the Qumran community, he probably broke from that community by the time he did his ministry. But the idea that there is some influence between John the Baptist and the Qumran community, the Essenes, is one that is widely held. Now, this particular view is usually influenced by another piece of information. And that's the idea that if we, if we listen to what the New Testament says, then when John was born, his parents were already very old. His parents were very old and they're from a priestly family. 
And we also know something about the Essenes is that they had a tendency to take in orphans from priestly families and to then raise those orphans. So this has led some scholars to speculate that John the Baptist, when his parents died, were was taken in by the Essenes and was raised as an orphan by the Essenes. And that eventually he had some sort of break with the Essenes, which led him to go his own way. Now, this leads us to the question, right? Did this really happen? Was John the Baptist really an Essene or a member of the Qumran community? We don't know for sure. But there is enough evidence that many scholars have taken that position. And it's not unreasonable. There's a lot of things that really seem to line up. So it's not unreasonable. At the very least, you seem to have John the Baptist, and by extension Jesus, operating very much within a similar um, cultural um, universe, so to speak, a similar cultural environment and social and religious environment where some of these same ideas um, are floating around, ideas of ritual washings and immersion, um, the idea of an ascetic separate lifestyle, the idea of a voice crying out in the wilderness making a way straight for the Lord. So these ideas are very much floating and manifesting in a similar way. So even if John the Baptist was not directly connected with this community, there do seem to be uh, enough similarities that it makes you think there's got to be some sort of connection, even if it's indirect. So with that being said, uh, you don't see the Essenes directly mentioned, but they are mentioned enough that we should take notice. Now, I am not 100% sold on the John the Baptist was a member of the Qumran community or raised by the Qumran community, Um, but I do think it's a possibility. So if you do get a chance to read some of the Qumran material, um, I encourage you to do so. So that's been our look at the Essenes, and as we continue to study this group and as we continue to study the New Testament, um, I encourage you uh, to take that in light of what the New Testament says. Now, this has been an episode of the New Testament Setting Podcast. I encourage you to follow, to like, and to leave a comment on this podcast. It really helps the channel out. Thank you.